Doc Rivers continues to time and time again not get it when it comes to getting. Oh! Let him play. You bet one one bone to win nineteen. I'm where? What site do you use where you can actually bet one buck? They let you do fifty cent bets. Oh my goodness, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally, like he dropped Superman down like the drain, comes out. Like, God damn it, Superman! <laughs> I don't know, honey. I don't know where he got that from. From Los Angeles, this is Dave in the City. Part of the Dick Cow Sports Network. Now, here's Dave Medina. Good evening, sports fans, and a pleasure to have you here for the big football show. Good to have you with us from the Dave in the City studios at the home of champions, Southern California. Two victories for the local teams in the NFL action over the weekend uh, to follow up on a colossal fail the night before at the Coliseum. We'll get into all that tonight. But what a week to start the NFL. We have a lot to, to talk about tonight. And our friends John and Ron have both joined us here on stream. And Ron's about to join us here on the Zoom call. But I can have him know that we are on the air live and we're ready to go. And again, um, we were hoping for big things with the NFL to start the season. And it's it certainly happened. I mean, we, it started in, in day number one when the uh, Cowboys really took the really took the, uh, took the the Bucks to the brink for a bit there. It got a little dramatic, but the Buccaneers, defending champions of the Super Bowl championship last year, won the game, and then it just went from there. So we got that to cover. We'll tell you how we're doing in our contest. Uh, quite a bit to get into as we resume our, our week three picks. We were off last week. We're, we're thankful that you're still with us. And um, let's let's talk about what all the juice in the NFL. I mean, lots to cover. And, the, and college football had a lot of big upsets, too. So, big, log of big upsets, too. Let's hit it. <laughs> Football picks, week number three. And boy, are we off to a blazing start. In our first full week um, doing the contest, we all just destroyed it. I mean, take a look at what we did a week ago in week two. John was 4-0. and and he, he was also 2-0 last week, so he's undefeated to start the season. What an amazing start for John. But Ron was, was right right there with him at 4-0 for the week. And similarly for me, 4-0 for, for week number two. And Andy, no slouch at all, going 3-1. The only loss was me being a clown, not getting the guest picks. I'm so sorry. I totally forgot. So there were no guest picks. But we're going to make that up next week. I'll tell you more about that shortly. But as it stands, here are our standings. John, just an outstanding start, 6-0. And Ron, right behind at 5-1 for the season. Dave at 5-1 after two weeks of the season. And Andy still doing very well, 4-2 to start the year. Guest picks are 0-1-1, including the the vacant week in week two. But we're going to make up for it, I think, in weeks three and four. We'll see. Or So uh, let's do it, everybody. we got a lot to talk about here. As we continue our, our work here on the program, it really is a lot of fun. And um, we've got a couple of people to introduce to you uh, once again. There we go. We have uh, John on the right side of the screen, and he rejoins us now as he's... Boy, got all that luck. You should be on your way to Vegas, and you are. That's great. John, good to have you back. How's it going tonight? Doing well, Dave. Yeah, uh, my annual pilgrimage to Las Vegas this weekend should be fun. And yeah, going on a hot streak, but... I don't know. I think I almost rather be zero and six going there than six and zero because, you know, we're we're bound to regress a little bit and have some losers, but definitely cannot complain with how the season has started. So, 
Um, and everyone's doing very well. So great to see that on the show that we can maybe help give out some winners. So, um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a good start to the year for sure. Yeah, and and that's exactly the start we I was hoping for with the panel. I know we've had some tough years in the in the past, and it's just great that we're all doing well. And and Ron, I introduce you as well to the program. It's good to have you back on the contest, Ron. Well, great job out of you last week. How's it going tonight? Good, Dave. Yeah, I mean, tremendous job out of everybody. Um, you know, fifteen and one is uh, for our combined picks is nothing to. Nothing to sneeze at. We all did a good job. So uh, let's let's hope, fingers crossed, that it keeps going. Yeah, with you, with you, and and it's great that and it's great action. We have a lot to recap, so let's get right to our our last week's action in the NFL. I mean, there was a lot going on, and we go back to John. I mean, it started from Thursday, and it didn't let up. It went all the way to Monday night. Monday night was a crazy game between the Raiders and the and the Ravens, which went all the way into. Um, into overtime and it just kept going back and forth and twists and changes and the whole thing john so um as we we go back to you let, let's hear what you thought of last week's action i mean there was a lot to get into i mean a lot of a lot of excitement across the league some pretty like, we even had i mean really close games so uh john um what'd you think of the week of, of the week last week yeah i mean we can't ask for anything better than what we had um for NFL week one. Um, well, I mean, let's not talk about my Green Bay Packers. What a, just a disastrous performance they had uh, in New Orleans. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Rodgers didn't want to be there or just rusty because they didn't play in the preseason. He didn't, the coach didn't play any of his starters. Um, just, just bad all around. I mean, the defense wasn't terrible. They gave up some big plays, but they couldn't get off the field early and they, the offense just couldn't get anything done. So, it, it was just a game to forget for sure. And, and lucky the season is 17 games. So um, hopefully they'll, they'll get it together and they'll rebound starting next week in Detroit. But yeah, we had some really exciting games. You mentioned we started it off on Thursday night with the Bucks and the, uh, the Cowboys. Um, Dallas put it, put in a tremendous effort and, you know, they got Brady at the end of the game. They just left him a little bit too much time. Both defenses really couldn't do anything. And um, you know, that was a really exciting game and, you know, the, Cowboys are going to be a team that you're going to look at to, for fantasy purposes and for, you know, gambling just at the overs basically every week because they don't have much of a defense and their offense with those receivers is just incredible. I think they're kind of phasing out Zeke Elliott, but I mean, who cares when you have Cooper and Lamb and, um, and I think Gallup got hurt, but you know, they're still just a very explosive offense. So, um, you know, that was, that was a great game to start things off. And then book ended with the game last night, which was kind of dull for, what three quarters um and then just all hell broke loose in the fourth where you know the ravens just kept blitzing Carr, and he was just finding guys wide open that strategy was not working and then of course you know um you had to play in overtime where they think they won it but the receiver was down at the one yard line and then the raiders end up throwing the interception and you're thinking oh my goodness now the ravens they could you know they just come out to steal a win and then um jackson fumbles and then, uh, you know, Carr, again, just on an all-out blitz throws the touchdown pass uh, for the win. So that was a really exciting game. And, you know, the Ravens got to be kicking themselves for, for blowing that game. Uh, really up 14 nothing, and then in the fourth quarter, two ahead. So um, that was definitely a tough loss for them. And then on Sunday, you had some, some great action. I mean, the Chiefs-Browns game was phenomenal. I mean, the Browns led basically the entire way. 
they, you know, kind of did what they thought we were going to do. They controlled the clock with their running game, um, made some, made some plays and, you know, and got to that lead, but uh, the chiefs chipped away at it and eventually came back and, and, and got the win. But I mean, those two teams are very evenly matched. I think, you know, we could be seeing that again uh, in about three months that, that game, that was a tremendous game to watch. Um, you know, you had some teams just kind of lay it an egg. The Falcons really didn't show up. Um, just a, a bad job by them. Uh, you know, their, their new offense under Arthur Smith is, definitely needs some work. Uh, you know, again, it's week one for a lot of these teams, and um, you know, especially with the new coaches. Uh, don't want to say we called it, but, I mean, Urban Meyer, I mean, I don't know how much longer he is for Jacksonville if they're going to play like that every week. Just a complete disaster, which we knew was going to happen because just how – that line was just stupid. How are you going to pet a one in fifteen team favored on the road with a, like a rookie coach, especially Urban Meyer? That was just didn't make any sense. And the Texans were terrible too, but that was just a good spot for them to to win that game. Um, uh, let's see what else here. I can't really see your scoreboard there, Dave. Oh no, but uh, mm, yeah, those scores are pretty small, huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I'm just trying to think in my, the rest in my head the rest of the game. But so the Steelers had a big win. Your Steelers. Oh they, yeah, good um, comeback. Yeah. Yeah, that was – I mean, their offense really didn't do much, but their defense was just phenomenal. And, the, I mean, from what I saw on the Red Zone channel, the Bills were just – they just did some really stupid plays. They had that one fourth down play that they did like a fake and then a pitch like 30 yards backwards. That was just so – just trying to get way too cute. And, and the Steelers' defense is just so good. They're going to keep them in most of these games all year. And they ended up uh, ended up getting that. Um the, you know, the, the Broncos and Giants game and the Giants, you know, their offense is just not very good. And Denver, they could be pretty decent this year with Bridgewater. I mean, they've always had a good defense. They just needed a reliable quarterback, and that definitely wasn't Drew Locke the last couple of years. Um, so, I mean, that, that's, I guess, all I can think of off the top of my head for the moment for, for week number one. Um, I'm sure Ron can expand on some of that and, I guess, talk about the Jets and uh, – <laughs> Zach Wilson and his debut. I mean, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was terrible. I mean, a little slow to start in the first half, but I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't Adam Gase level bad. So I think, you know, we, we, obviously it's not a much of a bar to clear, but I think they cleared that <laughs> one, cleared that one at least. Well, I, yeah, I, I think, uh, oh, go ahead, Ron. No, no, no. I was just saying, thank God. It's, uh, John's a hundred percent right. I mean, <laughs> it's not, uh, after seeing an Adam Gase offense for two years, anything is better than that. So, <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. bar is so they, didn't, they, they, didn't, they really didn't play bad. Uh, they, they had a, a slow first half, which, you know, like John said, a, a lot of the the year one coaches, uh, you know, are probably going to need a, a couple weeks to adjust and, you know, uh, uh, input their offenses and stuff like that. So I, I kind of expected that. And he played really good the second half. And, I mean, uh, um, you know, if it was any other quarterback other than Sam Darnold on the Panthers, they probably – Jets probably lose that game by three or four touchdowns. Um, so just, you know, thank God that, that he was the quarterback. And, uh, and and they ended up only losing by five and, and showing a lot of fight in that second half. So uh, and, and Zach Wilson looked really good the second half. He made a lot of great throws. So, um, you know, as a Jet fan, you got to realize that that's, that's as much as you can ask for. I mean, they have the youngest team in the league. Uh, I think they played 13 rookies or first year players um, in week one. So it's going to be a long season, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody expects them to win the Super Bowl this year. Right. Uh, let's get your thoughts about the uh, rest of the week. I mean, it was a lot to talk about. 
Yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys nailed it. I mean, it was such a good start with the Thursday night game um, with the Buccaneers and Cowboys. I mean, that was just a really fun game to watch. Uh, and you know, going into that, you know, I, I thought kind of the, you know the Bucks were going to blow them out. So it, it was a pleasant surprise to see a, a really competitive game. Um, and last night's game. You know, that, that was fun to watch, too. You know, there's no complaints. The, the primetime games held up, except for Sunday night. Uh, you know, the, the Rams are just on another, you know, level than the Bears. And why the Bears insist – I mean, Matt Nagy is is on borrowed time, uh, let's be honest. And uh, his insistence to start Andy Dalton over Justin Fields, uh, I, th- I think the rumor is he wants to give him the first four weeks is just – uh, mind-numbing Why? because yeah, Justin I, Fields it, it's just so much more talented uh, I don't know if he's going to be a consistently great NFL quarterback, but he's better than Andy Dalton you you don't know what you have in Fields you know what you have in Andy Dalton Andy Dalton's a backup, I, I just don't know why uh, going into this year where Matt Nagy knows he has to win he's he's starting Andy Dalton It's it's beyond me um, but you know, that's probably why he's going to be out of a job, uh, you know, sooner rather than later. And, uh, and that's that, um, the rest of the games, um, you know, the, one of the biggest surprises to me and, and John mentioned it was the, the Jaguars laying an egg against the Texans. I mean, you, you like forget for a while what year it is, you know, as, I, as I'm watching red zone and seeing uh, Mark Ingram score, uh, a touchdown, um, you know, and Tyrod Taylor throw touchdowns with, with the Texans. Uh, the Jaguars got to come come out better than that. And Urban Meyer just laid a complete egg his first game. Uh, but and, and you know, there was already rumors coming out before the game that uh, you know his his uh, act is is wearing a little bit thin already with uh, with people in Jacksonville. So I mean, we we called that. We knew it was going to be a bad marriage from the start. Um, the Bengals and Vikings played a, a, you know, a pretty entertaining game. You know, Bengals gave up the lead. They were winning the whole time. Uh, and I, I think I, I read it right. It was the first time in uh, NFL history that a game, an overtime game was won with no time left on the clock in overtime, huh. uh, which is pretty crazy considering, you know, we have like, you know, 70 years or whatever. Or I don't know how long they're going back, but – uh, yeah, it was nice to see the Bengals win, um, to be honest with you. Nice to see Joe Burrow um, and, and Jamar Chase, uh, you know, link up and, and form a, a pretty formidable formidable duo, at least in, in the first game. Um, you know, and they should be fun to watch this year, the Bengals, if they get their act together. Um, what are the games were worth mentioning? Uh yeah, this this is just my overreaction to week one, and you know all like the hot takers have their over overreaction, but you know for the past uh, you know, four or five years, the one thing that kept that has kept the uh, Falcons afloat really is the uh, the skill position players that they have. Um, you know Julio Jones, it was, and then you know he passed the torch to Calvin Ridley. Uh, they have Russell Gage now. They drafted Kyle Pitts. And, uh, man, the Arthur Smith hire just seems like such a weird fit uh, because he's trying to instill this run-first offense uh, 
with Mike Davis, who yeah, he's a decent back, but you know, not somebody who I would think is, uh, you know, is, is, is going to carry a team. Um, and you, you look at the week one stats, I mean, Matt Ryan threw for 150 yards in a game that they lost by 26 points. So you would figure, uh, you know, we all love it. The garbage time stats, you know, um, you know, it, once a team falls, falls down in the NFL, they usually throw it all over the field and, uh, and at least put up some garbage time stats and Falcons didn't even do that. It's very, you know, very strange to see that. I just don't know, um, if his, if his offensive philosophy is going to, uh, is going to work out there in, uh, in Atlanta, um, and another game that was interesting was the 49ers. Uh, you know, Raheem Mostert got hurt uh, early in the game. Um, they, they played their six-round uh, running back, Elijah Mitchell, from Louisiana. Ran all over the, the Lions, uh, you know, through the first three quarters. And then the Lions somehow, some way, mounted a comeback, uh, you know, and, and, and had the ball down by eight uh, with the – when the clock ran out. So, I mean, that was a crazy game, but, uh, yeah, you know, it was, it was a good NFL week. And, and I think it, it makes it better knowing that it was bookended by two really good games. And I mean, that's all you can ask for in week one in the NFL is to be entertained and, and have those primetime games, uh, give you something to watch. Yeah. I, I will add another one to the, to the mix. I, I thought that the, uh, the chargers game against the foot, the Washington football team was, actually kind of interesting it was like one of those scenarios where well number one i mean tough break for washington losing fitzpatrick early in the game it was like barely into the second quarter and they lost him they went to haneke they might be better off they might well they might be better off you're right because he he was up to his usual nonsense like throwing terrible passes <laughs> so maybe you might be yeah. right maybe they were better <laughs> off but man it was crazy i mean uh maybe i'll get into it more another time but um, you got to give it to the Chargers because normally that kind of game where it's tight and it's in the fourth quarter and it's a one-score game, they lose that game a lot. This time they won. Got to give it up to Herbert and all the guys for for making that happen. So, um, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, John. Great, great analysis, everybody. Um, let's have, go go ahead and get on to the picks. We have a pretty good slate coming up for week number two as well. Actually, there are a lot of featured games. But before we get to those, let's see what everybody has as far as their picks. We're going to start with Andy's picks because Andy's um, parachuting. Uh, Andy's not in the mix tonight as far as being on the air. But he sent his he sent his picks via voicemail tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and get them to you first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so this will be fun. Let me see how, let me see how well this goes. Um, all right, so NFL picks for Andy in week week two. Let's see. Uh, let's see. There we go. All right, Andy, take it away. All right, here we go. Week two NFL. And uh, what the heck's Cole doing? What's Cole's doing? Because I'm recording this before what Cole's doing. Cole better be paying attention. <laughs> anyway, uh, week two NFL. We're going to take uh, Washington giving three Thursday night pigskin versus the Giants. This is just a anti-New York Giants pick. I know Washington, you know, they're not, they're not world beaters even with Fitzpatrick at the helm. Now they got Taylor Henneke. But uh, saw enough of Washington against the Yachts Chargers the other day. 
and obviously saw plenty of the Giants game against the Broncos. Uh, mentioned it on the board the other day. Watching the Giants play and run their offense now, it's like watching a high school football team from the mid-90s where, you know. Oh, sheesh. That's crazy. Hold on, let me. Did it cut him off? No, what <laughs> happened was my. Hold on a second. That's a Dave. That hold on, hold on. That's that's a vid moment right here. So what happened was my phone went to sleep and it stopped the audio. <laughs> Let me try that again. Okay, where were we at? What'd you watching the Giants play there go. and run their offense now? It's like watching a high school football team from the mid '90s, where you know in the Northeast, when there was very little passing, very little offense. Very basic, very vanilla. Um, that's just not how you can do it these days. And you guess, you know, Danny Jones fumbling, Saquon Barkley's got all the talent in the world, but he's, you know, he can't do it on his own. There's other guys on offense, other guys on defense that need to step up. You know, Barkley can't do it on his own. That offense is from hunger. Their offensive line is a disaster. Uh, this, I know Joe Judge. Mike doesn't know Joe Judge. I don't know Joe Judge. You guys don't know Joe Judge. Um, who knows? But uh, I'm just going to fade the Giants. I don't care. Give me the big finger, PDOT. Come. Come at me, bro. Um, give me the skins or the Washington football team, minus three. Game number two, I'm going to take uh, Denver Broncos, minus six. On the road against the Jaguars, Denver minus six. Why Denver minus six? Just uh, Teddy Bridgewater is just a against the spread machine. Look it up. I don't have it in front of me. I should have wrote it down. But all he does is cover. He covers at an amazing clip, and he looked. Uh, I know no Jared Judy, but that's okay. They'll be okay without Jared Judy. They'll do just enough. They'll do enough. Uh, I'm just waiting for the Jaguars to uh, just can implode. Uh, Urban Meyer is just a total clown. I don't think anyone on this program sees eye to eye with Urban. And uh, I wish we all could have bet or invested in stock that he would not last more than two seasons. It doesn't look like he's going to last two seasons. I know that's kind of a hot take. He's only coached one game, but... I mean, you can't really uh, change uh, the tiger stripes on an old tiger. In Urban's, the pattern is familiar. The pattern is repetitive. He does not like to lose. He didn't like to lose in college, and he's certainly not going to like to lose in the NFL. And you're going to lose a lot more often in the NFL. Even when you're successful in the NFL, you lose in the NFL. So um, give me Denver minus six, and let's have some fun. Good luck, everybody. And uh, Cole better be paying attention. The Yankees better be paying attention. <laughs> Thank you for the picks, Andy. I appreciate you very much. And uh, good luck, Andy. Hopefully those those go down for you. Uh, so that's it for Andy. Uh, now let's uh, move ahead. And let's see, who was hottest? Of course, that would be our friend John in Connecticut. And John, when you're ready, uh, we are ready for your week number two NFL picks, John. I'm looking forward. Let's let's hear it. All right, Dave. So we'll try to keep it going here. Um, I'm going to start off. It's been a kind of a, a motto of ours um, here on the show. We're 
going to fade Kingsbury as a favorite, and we're going to take him as an underdog. So last week was this, the time to take him. The Cardinals were plus three. They had this huge win, dominating performance over the Titans. Now the Cardinals, they're going to the Super Bowl. They're the best team in the NFL, winning the division. Well, no, we're going we're gonna to pump the brakes a little bit on that. Um, so they're giving four and a half points here to the Vikings, and I just think this is a little bit too many. I see this as kind of a three-point game. Um, I know the Vikings have a little bit of offensive line issues, which does worry a little bit. But this Cardinals defense is still one that can be exploited. Um, heading into last week, it was just, you know, Tannehill's going to throw all over them. And ultimately, that didn't come to pass. But I think the Vikings have the ability to do that with Jefferson and Thielen. Um, and, I, you know, I, I think, you know, their their defense isn't very good either. So this would probably be a shootout. But I think this is a, a kind of game where, um, the last team with the ball will win. So I think anything over three here uh, is a little bit too much. So um, I'm going to take Minnesota plus four and a half for game number one. And then for my second pick, um, there's some interesting options on the board this week. You know, you, you kind of do like the the uh, buy low, sell high thing for NFL week two because of like all the hot takes and all the reactions or whatever. But I'm going to go with the Chargers, uh, Los Angeles Chargers minus three over Dallas. I just feel like you saw it in the game the other day against Washington. Like they're just a very well coached or more so well coached this year uh, under compared to Anthony Lynn, who just blew all sorts of games last season. Um, I don't think you're going to see that this year with, with Staley, at least, you know, very early sample size, obviously. But, um, you know, they're going to be in every game. And I think, you know, the coaching is certainly going to make a difference. You're only laying a field goal here. This is another game. I'm, I myself here because the over under opened up at like 50 and I was going to hit the over and now it's all the way up to 55. There's just going to be a ton of points in this game. Um, but, you know, I think it's going to be like a 35 to 28 kind of game. And uh, I don't see the Dallas offense stopping the Chargers offense. I mean, Herbert's turned into really quickly one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL and he is just phenomenal. They should have scored, you know, they had like 450 yards on Sunday. They just had there's a couple of turnovers and they got turned over on downs a couple a uh, couple times. They should have really scored uh, many more points than they really did. And um, I think, you know, I don't see the Dallas offense. I'm sorry, the Dallas defense stopping Chargers. You're only laying the field goal at home. Um, you know, you saw that L.A. stadium was pretty rowdy on Sunday night for the Rams home opener. This is the first Chargers game there. Obviously, they couldn't play with fans last year because of COVID. So uh, the crowd should be pretty fired up. Uh, you would think if the Chargers have fans there, maybe there are like more Cowboys fans there. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I, I just think, you know, you're, you're giving three, I think, with the better team at home. And I think better coached. I'm obviously not a fan of Mike McCarthy and some of the decisions he can make late in this game. So uh, give me the Chargers. Anything under three or under, I like the, this, this, this pick here. So I think it worse should be able to get a push. Um, so Chargers minus three. And uh, Vikings plus four and a half are my picks for this week in the NFL. All right, John. Thanks very much for the picks. That's uh, some good stuff. And and uh, now we move into Ron's picks. Who again, Ron? Just as just as just as blazing to start the season, Ron. We're ready for your picks when you are. Yeah, I'm taking two uh, road favorites, so uh, it scares me a little bit, but. Uh... My first pick is going to be the uh, the Rams uh, minus four on the road against the Colts. Uh, I just don't like the Colts this year. I, I don't have any faith in Carson Wentz, and uh, and, and I do buy that uh, 
Stafford's a better fit for this Rams team. Um, you know, he's he's more assertive and, uh, and more of a gunslinger than uh, than Jared Goff ever will be. And I think that, that does fit McVay a little bit better. Um, I believe in the Rams. I think they're going to be really good this year. Uh, the defense, their defense is stacked. Uh, and, and, you know, when you get, you know, we've seen them enough to know that when you get Carson Wentz flustered, he makes a ton of mistakes. And he's going to have Aaron Donald in his face all game long. Uh, so I, I like the Rams to go in there and, and put a beating on the Colts. So I'm going to take the Rams minus four. And uh, my second pick, uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs uh, on the road, minus three and a half against the Ravens. Uh, Ravens are just a team that it seems like they're just snake bit. Uh, you know, ever since this uh, the start of the preseason, they, they lost all their running backs. And I know Trayvon Williams looked good uh, last night, but uh, they lost Marcus Peters for the year, too. Uh, they, they got a couple injuries in last night's game. Um, you know, I, I just I, I think the Chiefs, you know, they can go off on anybody. And, you know, uh, I, I forget the stat, but I think Mahomes is like two and zero against uh, against the the Ravens in the past couple of years, so uh, I, I think that's going to continue. Uh, I, I don't see the the Chiefs going in there and laying an egg, um, so I'll take the Chiefs uh, minus three and a half on the road against the Ravens, and the Rams minus four against the Colts. All right, Ron, thanks for your picks. Good luck, and so let's move on move on into uh, my picks for Week Two, and we're going to start with the with. A checker and a checker. And it goes it's a checker with John's pick. Now, John picked I picked a game that goes along with a principle he's been using for about a year and a half, and I love it. The fade Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury as a favorite and maybe take him as an underdog pick, uh, scenario. It's kind of like the Tom Herman theory, and it, it really applies here. But more than that, for me, taking the Vikings, getting four and a half at the Cardinals, is the fact that I really don't think the Vikings are as bad. Well... The Vikings certainly aren't. Oh, I'm sorry. The, I'm, that's, that's the next pick. But the Vikings certainly had a good, good game against the the Bengals and just lost in overtime. So it was really close. And it's a very good offense. And I really do think that the Cardinals are getting a little bit too much love from the from the public here after that blowout win at the Titans. We're gonna get to Titans in a minute. But the Cardinals are not that good. That was like a 38 to 14 win or something like that last week. I'm like, eh, no. So I think that this will be a closer game. I agree with John. I'm going to go with the Vikings getting the four and a half. Now, hopefully, you know, as I, was, I had a really good week last week. I hopefully I don't mush it with that pick, but we'll see. Game number two from the NFL. And this is what I was getting at. The Cardinals absolutely housed the Tennessee Titans on the in their building. And I really don't think the Titans are that bad. I, I, I'm, I'm shocked at, that they lost by that many points, but consequently, consequently, I also don't think that they're they're going to be blown out by the Seahawks, even though they're going to Seattle. And this, and I know the Seahawks are good, but man, that, that just seems like a lot of points to be getting it, giving a team that has really been in the playoffs a lot. I think they were even in there last year. So I, I don't know where this line is coming from. Look, I'm going to take the points. I'm going to go Titans plus five and a half. And then look, I'm not saying that either team is a great defensive team. Maybe the Seahawks are a little better this year, actually, to be honest, but... I don't know. I think people are quitting on the Titans too soon. So I'm going to go Titans plus five and a half to go with Vikings plus four and a half. And that'll do it for the NFL picks this week. Good luck, everybody. And let's move ahead. Some I think that was everybody. Yeah, we don't have guest picks yet. We'll try to get those in a second. 
But meanwhile, let's go into let's go into the <laughs> we're gonna go into the NCAA, and um, we'll start with last week's action, and we're we're go back to John because um, ooh shoot, I didn't do that right. <laughs> Sorry, I completely messed that up. I okay, let me do that again. Um, okay, I need to learn how to do this. <laughs> What am I doing? All right, forget. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh god, what a mess. Okay, sorry guys, I, I, it's just a technical issue on my end. Let's just go to John and let's get let's get your recap of last week's action. Sorry about that, John. I didn't mean to mess you up there. All right, Dave. Um, yeah, I guess the first thing we got to start with is the Ohio State Oregon game. Um, I don't think anybody really thought going in that. Oh, you know, Oregon could, I mean, I think people thought maybe they could cover the game, but I don't think anyone really thought they could have a chance to win, uh, win the game outright. And I mean, the Ohio state defense was just awful. They could not stop anything Oregon was, was doing. And, you know, we not, if you haven't been a huge fan of crystal ball and certainly Anthony Brown was, you know, not, I wouldn't say he, he wasn't like amazing at Boston college. So it wasn't like, you know, they were getting this blue chip prospect to, to be their quarterback, but, um, you know, what a performance and they, they outplayed them and, you know, the Ohio state defense couldn't get a stop and, you know, it's just a huge, huge win for the PAC 12 who now they have a legitimate contender for, um, for the college football playoff. I would say maybe even, even two or, or three contenders. I mean, you know, we got to see what UCLA does. I think they beat a pretty overrated LSU team. I think we kind of all agreed that, you know, or, or picked UCLA to win that game. Um, but we'll see with UCLA and maybe maybe Arizona State can, can get in that mix as well. Uh, so the Pac-12 is is doing okay here, and you know Ohio State. We'll see if the committee forgets them, has uh, amnesia by November first if they win, you know, win out and you know oh what happened on on September 11th? I you know I don't remember. Did Oregon did that game be played that day? Because that's kind of what they've done before uh, with Ohio State, but um, still a very very impressive win for Oregon. Um, uh, see, see, let's see here. Some of the other action. Uh, Texas A&M, just a brutal performance. Uh, really pulled it out of the fire against Colorado. Uh, Haynes King got injured, so Calzada came in and didn't do much, but did enough to get the win, uh, ten to seven over Colorado. They they got to figure some stuff out before the SEC play. Um, I don't know what's going on there, but hey, they won, so that's all you can hope for at this point. Then uh, the other big game of the day was Iowa Iowa State, and once again. Matt Campbell just cannot beat Kirk Ferentz. I think it's like four years in a row now that they just, you just can't, you know, lots of turnovers and, you know, Brock Purdy, he's for all the praise that he gets, like this is again, like in a kind of a big game situation, just throwing picks and fumbling. And I mean, if you look at the, the total yardage and whatnot, I mean, Iowa state dominated, but I mean, that's not, that's not the whole game. I mean, there's a bunch of turnovers and Iowa's that's, that's how Iowa plays. And that kind that win vaults them right into contention now with Ohio State's loss. I mean, Iowa's right in the mix now for um, college football playoff contention, and their schedule is not bad the rest of the year. So uh, that definitely vaults them into into the mix. Um, and then you had the big upset of uh, Texas losing at Arkansas. It's kind of funny how people were, you know, claiming, I mean, Texas was back after beating Louisiana by 20 points, and then, you know, they got a hard dose of reality against Arkansas. And, uh, you know, Texas is Texas for the for the near future. It's just, you know, I remember the other, 
all this talk about them going to the SEC. Well, maybe they don't want to go to the SEC now after after this game to losing to Arkansas. Um, and you know, those were kind of the main games of the of the weekend. Uh, let's see what else here. Yeah, really nothing too important in terms of the national landscape to mention. Uh, BYU had a nice upset over Utah. I guess that's the other thing to mention. Um, I think we all picked Utah to win the South Division, and they still could. Because obviously, it's not a conference game. But um, BYU is after replacing Zach Zach Wilson with this guy uh, Jaron Hall, and they look great. So, um, and they play another Pac-12 team this week in Arizona State. So BYU is, is making a, a nice case for, um, for for having a good season here, and comes on the heels of of them getting accepted into the Big 12, which was very interesting. I know we can briefly touch on that because there wasn't too much in terms of the game action to talk about, but uh, then Cincinnati, Central Florida, um, and Houston, you figure the three best programs in the AAC and then BYU go to the Big 12. Now, granted, it's not going to be – now. If Oklahoma, if Oklahoma and Texas have stayed, that'd be a hell of a conference. It's still going to be the, the last of the Power Five conferences, but it's not going to dissolve at this point. It, that's going to be a solid conference for football anyway. Um, it's it's going to be probably, you know, fifth out of the uh, five, but I don't think it's like, you know, it's not, you know, the, the, the conferences are going to disband, which is what people were worried about. And it's going to be a great basketball conference, that's for sure. So um, those couple of years where uh, Oklahoma and Texas, I think, are still staying in the league, and then those four teams come in, that'll, that'll be a pretty good a pretty good conference those two years. And the AAC is really screwed now without those three. I'm, and honestly, like I, UConn is just a complete dumpster fire. They, they're they irrelevant, but I'm glad that they're not playing in the AAC anymore because that, that is just a brutal conference now without those teams, uh, with those teams in it. So um, I guess that's kind of the, kind of the recap. Oh, D- Dave, both of our teams are now looking for coaches. That's right. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> like Talking about this last I mean, it only took Randy Edsel one game, or sorry, two games this year to get get his ass fired. Same thing with Clay Helen. So it's good times are ahead, Dave. Oh, I know it. I know. I love that. I mean, it, you had to figure this was coming sooner rather than later. I, I am surprised it happened so fast. But when you lose to Stanford after being a 17 and a half point favorite, I mean, there's no getting around that. I mean, that's you can't lose to that team. Unbelievable. So, you know. I was getting some feedback from uh, Sports Pope, if you remember him from YouTube and what and when and from the board, and he was like, "Why would they? Why wouldn't they have just fired him in the off season?" Well, here's what happened: they went like six and what was like six and one, five and one. Yeah, that was the unfortunate thing about that season. It just it screwed that up. Like they couldn't just fire him right there because like they actually had a decent year, but nobody was buying it. Ron, anything you want to add as far as Helton? Because we all know, he yeah, was, he was terrible. Yeah, and you know, I was I was talking to Andy about this on the board yesterday. Um, you know, if they would have started five and zero and then lost to, uh, I think uh, October 9th, they have a game against Utah, and the next week they play Notre Dame. If they had started five and zero and then lost uh, one or both of those games, I, I think Todd Helton would still be or uh, Clay Helton would still be there. Um, but it's the perception of you know losing at home against uh, a Stanford team starting, uh, you know, a, a first-time quarterback, uh, you know, favored by 17 and a half points. Um, you lose that game. It just – it kills the entire season. It kills the entire perception. They couldn't continue uh, with Clay Helton as coach. Um, 
And, and you know, kudos to them for actually making the move uh, because he, we, you know, Dave, you know, he, he's a lame duck coach. He would have been a lame duck coach. And they would have lost one of those games, uh, probably two, maybe three down the road this year. Um, and, and why not get rid of him now? Um, and I know some of the names that, you know, I, I have a feeling that they're going to look uh, for a guy who's not a current head coach in college football. Uh, I know we, there was rumors that they're going to go after Cristobal um, or uh, or Matt Campbell, um, but I really think it's it's going to be you know somebody who's retired, uh, Bob Stoops. I think they'll they'll look at, and the name you hear today is uh, Eric Bieniemy, uh, who personally I think would be a, a great fit. Yeah, I agree for for USC. Mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, it's obvious he's not going to get a, an opportunity in the NFL as long as the Chiefs keep winning. Um, so, you know, in, in my opinion, they need to get a, a, a guy who's going to be the replacement soon uh, so they don't lose the recruiting class because we know in college football that that's the most important thing. And the longer that you stretch this out, uh, the more recruits you're going you're gonna to lose to the uncertainty. So I, I would expect them to make a permanent move soon. And if they get the enemy, I think it's a great, a great move on their part. I, I, I'm with you on that, Ron. I do want to talk a little bit about the rest of the Pac-12. So I'm going to get John in on, on screen too because I, I just think this was, this is a. Oh, I shouldn't have done it yet. <laughs> Sorry. There we go. Yeah. So I, I mean. It was, it's really just such an unfortunate situation what happened that night because you had so much goodwill built up from Oregon beating Ohio State. It was as big a win as the Pac-12 has had in, and people were saying a decade. I agree. It was like, it was, it's been a really long time since they've won a game like that in a big spot. But then you had Washington, Utah, and USC all lose, which is rough. And they were all kind of embarrassing. Like Washington, for example, got killed by Michigan. And I was really surprised. I thought they were a decent defense. And if you look at the stats, I mean, Michigan's often Michigan did not do much. I think they threw for like forty yards. Like it was, uh, I don't know, John. Is anything as far as the rest of the Pac-12? I mean, I, I can't believe Utah lost. I thought Utah would at least win the game. So, you know, it's just it's surprising to me a little bit. It's not as surprising with Washington because they're often stinks. But man, just it just makes you wonder what the Pac-12 is. I mean, good thing for UCLA not not playing, but they better look out too for Fresno State, right? Yeah, uh, that'll be an interesting game this weekend. But I, I would, I was in agreement with you. I thought Washington. I thought I thought it was a, an overreaction from the Montana game, and I thought the plus seven was a was a good bet. But man, they were they were just awful on offense. I mean, they had a, a moment there, kind of in the second half, where where Morris started to find a little bit of a rhythm. But um, overall, just just not very good. And then, like you said, I mean, Michigan just ran all over them. I think they had 350 yards rushing. I think their quarterback only threw for 40 yards, but he didn't have to. They just ran the ball down their throat the whole time. So just very, very disappointing by them. I mean, Washington State, I think they lost to Utah State in week one. I don't think anyone really had any high expectations for them or Cal, for that matter, Oregon State. or um, I mean, Stanford looked pretty bad in week one, but they just got that win over – over SC. So really, I mean, the Pac-12, like I said, it comes down to pretty much UCLA, Arizona State, and um, Oregon in terms of like national contention. Utah could still win the conference if they if they still do well. But um, at, le- at least, you know, you, they still have a chance. And plus, if you know, I, we're not going to discount Ohio State out just yet. 
But if the Big Ten is not in the mix, then the someone's got to take take a spot there. And you figure, um, you know, probably two teams from the SEC, you say Georgia and Alabama. And then after that, I mean, um, maybe Clemson is down this year, so maybe the the ACC doesn't doesn't get one. So maybe the Pac-12 could could get in the mix. So it's going to be a very interesting interesting season to follow. I think I think we might have a little bit of chaos this year. I'm not not in the first two teams. I think we could agree that it's probably going to be Alabama and Georgia, but. I think after that, there's some definite possibilities here for, for an interesting season. Um, don't forget, like, say, Cincinnati or, uh, you know, one of these other group of five teams as well. So it, it we could get some chaos for, for a few playoff spots. Yeah, a lot of the big teams have already lost. We mentioned – I think you guys already mentioned Clemson. And then we talked about Ohio State to start uh, start the segment. So it's it's there's a lot going on there, and and I, I think I agreed with your other points too as far as Texas A and M. Like you can't go to Colorado and come out there only scoring ten points. Like that's that's unforgivable. I mean, Ron, you made the point on Twitter. I read this where they have all the talent in the world, but that quarterback, whatever whoever the hell it is, it just keeps holding them back. And it's just funny. Like you'd think that they could get somebody from the transfer portal or somebody to help elevate that offense because they're so good otherwise. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and especially coming into the season, you know, when uh, you know I read all the draft guys, and I mean, they have like a dozen guys on the Texas A&M roster who they have pegged as possible first rounders in the next two drafts. Uh, and, you know, if you don't have that quarterback, you're just not you're not going to get over the hump. Doesn't matter how many how much talent you have. And uh, and, you know, it sucks that uh, that King got hurt, but that uh calzado or whatever his name is is i mean he's just not good and uh and that was a painful game to watch uh you know and near the end i mean i was rooting for colorado (laughs) to to pull the upset (laughs) i mean because uh, i don't know it's it's almost worse for a team like that i mean a number five team like texas a&m to to go in and score 10 points and still win i mean uh, you know, it, it just it does it ruins the the perception that you have of that team. Maybe they'll get maybe they'll get it rolling. I don't know. I, I just don't see it without a quarterback there. Um, you know, yeah, that was a brutal game. Um, you know, the, another game we we didn't I don't think we we touched on yet was uh, Notre Dame and Toledo, and man on the Peacock Network. <laughs> so I saw, I saw on Twitter uh, all the, the, you know, a bunch of guys uh, not knowing how to, to <laughs> access the game. I saw uh, Dick Vitale actually tweeted something out asking for somebody to help him, <laughs> help him uh, download the, the the Peacock app or something like that, which is just hilarious. But uh, that was another game. I was, I mean, I was all on Toledo. I was. I was rooting so so hard for them to win that game at the end. You know, I, I know I'm going to get a big finger for that, but uh, you know, I, I'm all for chaos, man. I I want chaos in college football, and I think John's right. This is a year where we're probably going to see like, you know, just complete chaos at the end because all those teams that we thought were going to be um, these powerhouses, uh, you know, obviously they have been like Clemson and Ohio State. Uh, they're just missing something so far this year, and and you can see that. And even Oklahoma, I mean, they barely survived Tulane. Who's to say they don't pull an upset uh, or, or get upset uh, somewhere down the line? Uh, so I'm all for the chaos. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I wanted to touch on the Iowa-Iowa State game and say that I'm officially done with Iowa State. I can't stand them anymore. Um, I feel like – 
there's wait, Iowa wait. State and Miami. Yeah. Or the new Tennessee. They're the new <laughs> and Florida State. And Florida State. Sorry. I, I gotta throw Florida State in there Florida because uh, the two, yeah. I've never seen an overreaction to a team lose in game one like I saw for Florida State. Right. I mean, right. everybody uh well I should say Notre Dame fans proclaiming Florida State is back. You know, Notre Dame beat this huge juggernaut in Florida State and Mike Norville is is a Mongo's Mongo. I think that's coming <laughs> abundantly clear, uh, you know, at Florida State. And he's another guy who I, I don't know if he lasts the uh, the entirety of the season if they keep uh, they keep it up, um, you know. But it's every year now. It's, it's Iowa State's going to take that next jump, and Brock Purdy. Uh, I'm sick of him too. He stinks. Uh, put the backup kid in. They have a, they have a five star kid in Decker who is better than him. Put him in and play him. Um, if you can't beat Iowa year after year, I don't want to hear them thought of as you know uh, a top five, a potential top five or playoff team. Get them out of get them out of here. Miami is another team. I mean, they got blown out week one against Alabama, which is you know expected. And barely beats App State at home, uh, you know. And when I say barely, I mean barely beats them. Uh, I mean they're just not that good. Uh, and, and year after year, uh, you always hear the you know they might surprise in the ACC. Watch out for them; they might challenge Clemson. I mean, enough. It is enough. I'm sick of those teams. Um, one more point, and I know I'm the only guy probably in America who. <laughs> watch this game and can speak about it. But uh, I know on our preview show, we talked about Dino Babers at oh, Syracuse shit. and how he's, uh, you know, he, he really had a down year last year and he might not be there that long. <laughs> I, like I said, I, there might've been 10 other people with me, all Rutgers alumni or Syracuse alumni watching that game on Saturday. <laughs> uh, one of the, it's set college football offensive back uh, probably, you know, 50 years it was nothing, nothing going late into the third quarter. I mean, it was just an awful game. Um, and uh, Rutgers had the ball, I think it was like third and 15 uh, on, on the Syracuse side of the field. Uh, neither team can move the ball. I think they got like a, a punt return to get there. Uh, and it's third and 15. Rutgers tries a passing play. It's incomplete, of course. Uh, there's the offsetting penalties on the play. There's a, a personal foul on Syracuse. Hold on, Rutgers whatever replay the down after they announce the penalties dino baber gets on the field and gets in the referee's face gets a personal foul called on him automatic first down 15 yards rucker scores on the next play and goes on to win the game 17-7 i mean i've never seen a coach uh in a big oh not even a big spot but in a spot like that just cost their team with such a dumb decision uh, he's another guy who I, I just I don't see him lasting uh, more than this year. Uh, Syracuse, if you can't score more than seven points on Rutgers, I'm sorry, you just you shouldn't be in a Power Five conference. No, I didn't, I'll, I'll just jump in for a second. I didn't watch any of that game. Um, I was I was actually watching the the 49 nothing debacle that was UConn and Purdue, but that's that's another story for another day. But. Um, I, I go through all the box scores after the week is over just to maybe kind of get a little feel of what each team did. And I see Rutgers 
had like 180 yards and 2.5 yards to play. And I have no idea how they how they won the game by 10 points. That must be a bit how bad Dino Babers was or how like how many turnovers Syracuse had. It just it just looks like that's just crazy. You can't win a game by 10 points with those kind of statistics. It was, unbelievable. It was a short field the entire second half. It was it was, you know, they they kept uh they kept getting the ball in Syracuse's uh territory with the punts. I mean, but it was the worst, uh, maybe one of the worst offensive college football games I've ever seen in my life. Terrible. I'd rather I'd rather see the forty nine nothing. I saw <laughs> Virginia. Purdue looked great. I mean, he's compared to UConn, but they're phenomenal. Oh yeah, I actually did see a good team. So yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, you were in the building for that. I forgot about that. Yeah. So um. So anyway. I mean, I'm actually putting North Carolina on thin ice, too, because losing to Virginia Tech, I mean, I got to give it to, you know, obviously, Virginia Tech isn't terrible, but I'm going to be very curious about them, too. And I wonder if they might be part of that as well. But, Graz, you guys did great with that. Um, let's go ahead and take a look at what's coming up in the uh, in the in the week ahead for the um for college football, we do have some interesting games on the schedule as far as the the um, featured games coming up. So it starts with Cincinnati. You can see here, I, I'm actually really interested in this game because I, I think Cincinnati's supposed to have a big year. Indiana's a little overrated. So that's an awesome matchup for me. I, I just think I'll be rooting for Cincinnati. How about, how about you guys? Like I think they'll, they'll be the team I want to win. Alabama versus Florida. That looks awesome. Number one Alabama versus number 11 Florida. Um, Bama doesn't quite look like they're hitting all their spots yet. That's what that's one thing I've kind of picked up about them so far. So I don't really know. I mean, we'll see if they end up taking care of business or not. And there are the rest of the games. And John, I'm going to go back to you for a second, and let's get your thoughts on on this week's action. It's, it's I mean, there's there's certainly some interesting stuff on here. I mean, you've got two ranked teams against with Arizona State and BYU, and UCLA with a possible trap game too against Fresno State. So, John, let's get let's give your looks at the week ahead. Yeah, I mean, as last week proved, even though there's sometimes there's not great matchups on the schedule. I mean, college football always delivers in one way or another. So, uh, it'll it's going to be another great weekend. But just from the ones that you have listed there, I mean, Bama and Florida is probably the marquee game of the week. Um, you know. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. Um, Florida switched their quarterback, or they've been playing two quarterbacks, Emory Jones and this Richardson kid. And I guess they had like 675 yards of offense I, uh, the other day. I guess, granted, it's a South Florida, but um, this Richardson guy is really explosive. So uh, maybe we'll, we'll see him uh, start this game um, against Alabama. I did see like he kind of had like he pulled up with a hamstring injury or a calf injury on one of his last touchdown runs. So we'll keep an eye on that. But uh, we'll see if he gets into the game on on Saturday, and um, should be a should be a great matchup. I mean, um, uh, Bama's new quarterback has looked great so far. I mean, I know they just played Mercer and it was like a scrimmage, but um, against Miami was was tremendous. So um, you know they're just they're just reloading again, and it should be should be a should be a good game. I and mean, I saw the spread was fifteen and a half right now. I mean, um, like I said, I would look more towards the over. Uh, than the than the actual spread. I mean, you could you could see Florida with like a backdoor scenario. It's kind of like the SEC title game last year, where Florida just kept almost matching them score for score, but not quite. And that's when you know they lost by people was like six or seven. So um, you can kind of see that playing out. Um, yeah, big game for Cincinnati. I mean, if they want to be taken seriously as a contender for the college football playoff, they have to win this game at Indiana. 
Um, Cincinnati's kind of they they destroyed Miami of Ohio the first week. A little bit of a slow start when they played Murray State last week, but um, they did what they had to do and they won. You know, I think it was like forty nine to fourteen or something. And um, you know, they certainly we talked about it in our preview. I mean, they're just loaded with experience and um, Desmond Ritter is 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 playing great. So um, you know, they're they're Indiana is a tough team and they have a good defense, but they really didn't show up in week one against Iowa. So we'll see. Uh, again, they had a scrimmage last week against Idaho, so you expect them to win big. But we'll see if they can kind of right the ship from week one and kind of pull out the team that you know people had thought coming into the year with, with Indiana. Uh, Penix did not play well in the first week, so um, he'll have to play better against the Cincinnati defense to if they're going to win. Um, I'm going to mention Auburn and Penn State with my picks, so we won't touch on that one right now. Um, yeah, North Carolina, Virginia, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, you clearly saw the huge difference or drop-off from um, all those skill players that North Carolina had last year. You had those two receivers, uh, Diami Brown, and um, uh, they had another receiver that is in the NFL. I forget his name. And then Michael Carter, who's with the Jets now. So they lost all sorts of NFL talent on offense, on skill players. And, like, that's just a hard thing to replace the first game. And it's a you know, usually you're playing cream puffs. It said they had to go play at Virginia Tech, so that was that was tough. Um, and they they beat up on Georgia State last week, so we'll see what they do here against um, Virginia. You know, they did what they had to do so far against Illinois, and I think they played an FCS team the first week. Uh, so yeah, that that's an interesting game. And then the the late night one with Arizona State and BYU. That's a fascinating game to see. Like I mentioned before, because BYU this, this would be their third straight. Pac-12 team that they beat to start the year because they beat Arizona, that they just beat Utah, and now they could go to beat Arizona State. I mean, that would be – I mean, I know Arizona stinks, but give me three nice wins to start the season for them. And, um, you know, the winner of this game is going to be solidly in the top 20 for uh, the rest of the season. I would tend to lean towards Arizona State. I think they're a little more talented. Uh, Daniels, I think, is, is you know, a excellent quarterback. And I, I know I just – I'm not gonna say BYU has been fraudulent so far, but I, you, you expected them to take a, a step back after losing Zach Wilson, and I mean they they've played great so far. I, I don't know. I just think Arizona State's a little better team, and um, you know I, I think I would lay the points with that one, but not not concrete on that. But my lean would be towards Arizona, be towards Arizona State. Um, let's see if there's any other games that I want to mention. Um, yeah, I mean I think that's pretty much. That's pretty much it for the marquee games. I mean, Michigan State, Miami is kind of an interesting game. Um, I agree with what Ron was saying. I mean, Miami is just – I thought they were going to beat App State pretty easy last week because, you know, they came into the year with some high expectations. Like, all right, you lose to Bama, but you have enough talent. You have a great defense. You have a, a, a dynamic quarterback. You should be able to handle Appalachian State. And they were so close to losing that game, and it was not good. So – and Michigan State looked better this year, so that'll, that'll be an interesting game to see if they can keep that going. So, um, yeah, it, it should be, like I said, I mean, college football never disappoints. So um, there'll be some, just like last week, like you would have never thought that AM and Colorado would have been a good game. But here, there we were, 7-3 in the fourth quarter, waiting to see if Texas A&M got that score. So uh, there'll be a game like that this weekend, and it should be, uh, it should be good to follow. Love it. All right, John, uh, thank you very much for your comprehensive analysis of the, the week ahead. And let's go over to Ron in New Jersey, and let's, your, let's get your look at today's or this week's featured games and this week's action. 
Yeah, John did a great job. I mean, he, you know, he nailed everything. Um, you know, Alabama and Florida, obviously, uh, is the most intriguing. I'm really surprised. And this stuff probably only um, interests me, but I'm really surprised why uh, that that game day didn't go to uh, Gainesville for that and decided to go to Penn State for the uh, for the Auburn game. But uh, it, it is the whiteout game uh, in Happy Valley. So I, I guess they decided to go there and probably thought to themselves they'll be at the, uh, the SEC um, in the SEC territory a, a bunch of times in the near future. So, um, Ali, yeah, I, I would love to see Florida pull the upset. Um, I just don't know if, uh, if um, you know, Alabama is, is right for the, the picking yet. It's, it's going to be a tough game for them. Uh, you know, their, their star uh, linebacker Anderson is, is hurt. I don't, I don't think he's going to be playing. Uh, so they're, they're missing a couple guys. Uh, and they didn't really look too crisp last week. You know, maybe they were looking ahead to Florida. I don't know. Um, but like, like John was saying, the, the kid Richardson on Florida, um, who comes in is offers a, a different dynamic. So that should be a good game. Um, Auburn to me is not the 22nd best team in the country. Uh, you know, I forget who they, they, I mean, they beat Akron and, I forget who they played last week, like Western Georgia or someone like that. I don't even know who they who they were, but uh, you know they they got off uh, to a soft two and zero and get ranked in the top twenty five. So uh, you know I, I'm not sure uh, if they're deserving of the prime time, but it should be uh, a fun game to watch with that atmosphere in, in Penn State, uh, Cincinnati. Uh, you know, if they want to be taken seriously and, you know, do and they want to get in that discussion for the playoffs, they have to, you know, beat Indiana and beat them handily. And they have to beat Notre Dame when they play them uh, in a couple weeks. It, it's there's no way about it. I mean, that's they have to do that and they have to win big. Um, and, and I expect them to. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, that's definitely a game I'm going to keep my eye on. Um, the other big games, like like John said, Arizona State and BYU is, is a great late night game to to get into on Saturday. Uh, and also, uh, you know, I know I mentioned them before, but uh, I do think uh, Notre Dame is is right for the upset. Uh, uh, they're 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 playing Purdue uh, at home. Notre Dame is, but you know, John saw Purdue in person last week. They have a, a really high powered offense. Uh, Notre Dame. Uh, Cone has his his moments. You know, if, if you watch the game last week, he dislocated his finger, had it snap back in. Next play, throws the, the game-winning touchdown. But, uh, you know, he was teetering on getting pulled in, the, in that Toledo game. So, uh, you know, they're the type of team, if, uh, if they're playing a dynamic offense, and, you know, Purdue is pretty good at offense. If Purdue jumps out early, uh, you know, I could see Kelly uh, – um, you know, pulling the cord on, on Cone pretty fast and, and panicking. So, uh, you know, I would watch out for for that game for the upset alert. Um, and uh, and yeah, I'm not. Uh, Virginia Tech plays West Virginia. That should be an interesting game. Uh, Virginia Tech really, you know, they're, they're ranked 15. Uh, you know, playing in Blacksburg against what or Morgantown against uh, West Virginia should be a really fun atmosphere in that one too. Um, so I'll be interested to see that. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I, I think that's it off the top of my head. And, uh, you know, like John said, there's whenever you think that there's, uh, 
you know, the games might not be that juicy on paper. They usually turn out to be the best weeks. Uh, and, and there are a lot of good matchups this week. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't wait. It's uh, it should be a fun week. Yeah, I can't wait either. I, I'm actually, in, I'm very interested. There's a lot of trap potential all over the board. And that's what, it, what really makes it really interesting for me. So let's go to the picks. And we're going to start with Andy's picks from, from the college slate this week. So once again, Andy sends us uh, his uh, voicemail with his picks. And Andy, when you are ready with those, with those remotely, why don't you give us the skinny on what you have as far as your picks for college week number three? Get your own show. Get your own show. Get your, get, 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 get your own show. All right. Week three college picks. Got to stay on pace with everybody else. Uh, be quick here. Game number one. Give me Nevada minus two. Going to Kansas State. Uh, this is a game that I'm thinking all of us will be paying close attention to here and there. Um I feel like Nevada is going to be like a family team that the program is going to uh, all kind of take in as their own, like a little, uh, like a little animal, like a little duck. Nevada could be our little duckling. We want to see it grow to be a nice mallard. Uh, yeah, because we, you know, we like the Mountain West, but it's like any team but Boise State. So uh, let's go Nevada. Uh, Kansas State is playing without their starting quarterback. Nevada's only giving two. Um, I don't think they'll be looking ahead. I know they got Boise State in a couple of weeks, but uh, this will be a big game for them. Obviously, uh, Kansas State, you think a Big 12, um, and, you know, Nevada going into, uh, you know, a, a bigger stage, but they've already proved that they can handle a quote-unquote bigger stage when they beat uh, Cal earlier in the year. Give me Nevada, minus two. The quarterback uh, is going to be in the league eventually. And then game number two, uh, give me Purdue. They're going to be at Notre Dame. Uh, Purdue be getting seven, and this is just a uh, a fade Notre Dame play. I'm going to just fade Notre Dame until they uh, until they cover, and then I might just fade Notre Dame again. Uh, right now they are two and zero. They could easily be zero and two. I'm waiting for them to lose so then we could make believe all the calls that uh, Francesca would have fielded had Mike still had a show. Be like, Mike, I have a way Notre Dame can get in the playoffs. In fact, this is actually better for them. Hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Purdue getting seven. Nevada giving two. Give me uh, two road teams, week three, college, pigskin. Get your own show. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much for the picks, Andy. <laughs> good times. And uh, good luck, every good luck, of course, for, on those picks. So uh, from that, we now want to go next to our, our friend, John in Connecticut, who uh, is ready to send these off for us uh, right, right, as he start, right as he preps for his trip to Las Vegas. So, John, when you're ready... We are ready for you and uh, and your NCAA picks for week number three. All right, Dave. Um, so we're going to do one, you know, one of the, the marquee games, and then we're going to do a um, under-the-radar game, as you said. There's actually a lot of under-the-radar games I like this week, so that's the perfect gambling weekend. You can 
sit there and fire off some bets on some group of five teams and you know and have to ask the sports book hey can you put on eastern michigan umass and they're gonna laugh at me <laughs> and i'm gonna be escorted out of the out of the casino but um we're not gonna pick that game here um instead i'm gonna go with smu uh laying 13 on the road at louisiana tech um you know it's a big number to cover on the road but we talked about this smu team in our preview they're just absolutely loaded on offense uh, Mordecai, the Oklahoma transfer, uh, Ulysses Bentley at running back, Roberson at receiver. Uh, it's just a, a, a deep offensive line. I mean, they're going to score on anybody, and they certainly will score on this Louisiana Tech team. Just a wh- horrid defense. Um, they had a nice lead over Mississippi State in the first, uh, in week one, and they allowed three touchdowns in the fourth quarter to lose that game. And then last week, they did beat Southwest, or Southeast Louisiana, I should say, but they gave up 42 points in like 600 yards. I was just looking at the stats. It, SMU is going to throw all over this team. Um, they allowed like eight yards per completion last week. They're, they're uh, advanced statistics. They're almost dead last in passing success rate. They're just going to think and donker. Um, it, it's going to be it's going to be bad. Um, so I look for SMU to put a bunch of points in this game. Um, they did cover their spread last week on, against North Texas. The spread was 22. Uh, but if, if you look into the box score, they had a number of turnovers. Um, so they won by 23, but they really should have scored uh, a bunch more points in there. They, those turnovers really did kill them. Clean those up. They should have no problem scoring on this Lodge Tech defense. So, again, don't love laying 13 on the road, but I think the matchup is good here. So I'm going to go SMU minus 13. And then for the second pick, I'm going to go Penn State minus 6 over Auburn. And you guys, I think it was Ron who mentioned this. I mean, who has Auburn played this year? They played Akron, and then they played Alabama State. The two scrimmages, like you do not, like you have no idea who this Auburn team is. Like they have a new coach, Carson. Like okay, you won your first two games, but you haven't showed me anything yet. Um, and you know, we could get the bad Bo Nix in this game. It's very possible. I mean, Penn State's a tough place to play, uh, especially on a Saturday night in prime time. And at least Penn State has, has shown you so far. They've gone on the road and. You know, and defeated Wisconsin. I mean, I know that game was kind of ugly, and they were, um, you know, they probably should have been down uh, a number of points early on in the game, but they hung in there and they, they made the plays that were needed. Um, you know, they they won the game and they they blew out Ball State as they should have last week. But uh, we we talked about this before. They were kind of a team that would maybe positively regress to the mean this year after having so many close losses last year. Uh, Clifford started to play better uh, towards the end of the season, and uh, so far is, is off to a pretty good start. So. Again, I'm just just fading kind of the unknown of this Auburn team. First road game after two cream puffs, and really not sure what you're going to get from them. I think under a touchdown, I think, you know, I I like Penn State in this spot. So uh, we'll go Penn State minus six, and then SMU minus 13 for my two picks for college week. Thanks, John. I appreciate that, and, and good luck, of course. Now we go to Ron, and let's get your week three picks. Yeah, let me just start by saying, Dave, that I, I love all the picks that I've heard from uh, Andy and John so far. I mean, love them. Uh, I, I would have taken them too. Um, I'll start by uh, pick number one. I'm going Michigan State plus six and a half on the road against Miami uh, for all the reasons I've said before. I mean, I just don't buy Miami as a uh, uh, as a real contender. Michigan State's played a lot better. Uh, to start the season, their their running back uh, Kenny Walker uh, has been a beast. Uh, Miami might win, they might pull it out, but uh, I'll take Michigan State 
plus six and a half on the road. Uh, and my second game, uh, I went back and forth uh, over whether or not I should use the Nevada pick. Uh, I'll let Andy take that. And I'm going to take San Jose State minus six and a half uh, against H Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii just hasn't looked good so far this year. San Jose State's had a, a tough schedule to start the season. I still think they're a good team. Um, uh, Starkle still leads uh, the NCAA in, uh, in passing yards, and that's not a good combination for a Hawaii team that plays no defense. So I'm going to take uh, Michigan State plus six and a half and San Jose State minus six and a half uh, for week, uh, week number three. All right, Ron. Uh, good luck to those picks, and thanks again. Now let's go to my picks to round it out for college. And we're gonna do we're gonna do these picks. Uh, let me see. Mm, let's hit it out. Okay, so uh, what you're looking at here with these two picks is uh, two teams have just come two teams that have come off enormous wins, and there are huge letdowns expected in both scenarios. We're gonna start with game number one. The uh, the mighty Bruins, after a, just a dominant, practically dominant performance against the um, against LSU at home at the Rose Bowl. I mean, a tremendous game. Like could, you could not ask for more. It was an it was an unbelievable game. However, what was what what comes with that and being elevated into the top twenty five? I think they were even in the top ten, and I checked the rankings. I'll I'll go back and check that is expectations and i'm not sure if they're ready for that yet fresno state's a pretty good team they're coming in to visit the rose bowl i feel like particularly they're particularly good on defense but you know getting 11 and a half points after the ucla just had the biggest win of the program in like 20 years i gotta say i mean i, I think i'm gonna take fresno and give it a chance i i mean i'm not saying they're gonna do it but i think there's gonna be a real chance and i think the game will be closer than people think so fresno state Plus 11 and a half at the Rose Bowl for game number one. Game number two, same principle, but like double it because Stanford is not a good team. And they're going to be gun They're going on the road to play Vanderbilt, I admit, and also not a good team. But but they're, they're on the way up, I got to say. I mean, Clarksley or wh whoever the, 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 the folks they have there right now, I mean, they showed me something last week. And I think Vanderbilt could cover the spread. They are getting 11 points. It's still an SEC team, so you're talking about SEC athletes. I do think they'll be a little bit more creative than Stanford, who just loves to run the ball and use our giant tight ends. I mean, look, if Stanford covers the spread against these guys on the road in Nashville, more power to them, but I'm going to put my money on the doors. So we're going to go Vanderbilt getting 11 to go with Fresno State getting 11 and a half. The picks for week three. And that that'll take care of it for the college for college this week. I mean, two major big league trap game potential scenarios, really. And and I think we have a lot of that, and which is why Ron is actually absolutely correct when he says that there's there's going to be a real chance of some really exciting games that really kind of come out of nowhere. And I'm looking forward to it. Let's go, let's go. It'll be fun. Before we go. We did not preview the NFL games, so let's look at the featured games from the NFL schedule this week. And here they are. Uh, we have first my Ra my Steelers hosting the Raiders, who just had a huge win at one o'clock. I'm surprised nobody picked that game. I thought one of you, I thought John or Ron, one of you would have had that, but uh, it's all good. Saints Panthers. I don't know how good the Panthers are yet. So that's why I'm curious about this one. This will be interesting. I think they'll be okay. 
It'd be interesting. Vikings, Cardinals, we, we talked about that in picks. Cowboys, Chargers, I think we got into that too. Uh, Titans, Seahawks, I got into that in picks. And then Chiefs, Ravens, which looks to me like the game of the week. So, um, John, you want to take this? Like, what, what do you see as far as the featured games this week for the NFL week two? Yeah, very interesting schedule. Um, you know, like I talked about before, week two is always interesting because you have the teams that look so amazing in week one. Like, people want to rush to bet them. And then the teams that sucked like you're all right well we're gonna we're gonna bet against uh, against them we're gonna fade them which really should probably be the other way around so just like going from last week i probably wouldn't want to make a bet on the panthers because the saints everyone's talking up the saints and how great they are like you know i mean the panthers probably is a good home dog bet on this one uh the the raiders and steelers both coming off pretty nice wins i would kind of give the edge to the steelers i would say just because the raiders after that that game on uh that game last night they're had to have spent some emotion and, uh, you know, they're probably were celebrating in Vegas last night uh, after winning that game. And then you're, you're taking the East coast flight or, you know, the trip East for a one o'clock game. Um, I think the Steelers are probably going to probably going to be the play here, or maybe at least in like money line parlay with something else. That, that feels like a safer, safer option to me. Um, yeah. We, we touched on the other games or at least I did with my picks. Uh, yeah. Chiefs Ravens is definitely the game of the weekend. Um, just, we'll see how the Ravens respond after the loss last night. But again, if they're going to use that same blitz they were throwing at Derek Carr, I mean, Mahomes is just going to uh, T- Tyreek Hill is just going to burn them down the field, and Mahomes is just going to launch it to him every single time. Like that, what you saw Zay Jones and um, uh, uh, Brian Edwards doing, like Hill's just going to do it even ten times even more. And Kelsey, it's going to be you know. So they got to they got to fix something else uh, with with that, but they definitely have the running game to kind of keep Mahomes off the field uh, with Jackson, and you know it doesn't even matter they put back there now. It's Latavius Murray and uh, Tyson Williams and you know whoever else they have. So they definitely have the, a formula to do it, but um, you know we'll see. I, I saw that line was I, again like I need to start getting my picks and or wagers in early because I saw the line started two and a half, and I would have bet the Chiefs on that, but now it's four and a half, and I don't want anything to do with chiefs minus four and a half and maybe i will by sunday night but we'll, we'll see but um that's definitely a, a, a great matchup um for for week two um let me see no real other truly interesting games of course i mean after the great thursday night game last week we get into the nfc East season uh starting us off that, that's going to be a rough watch with uh with those two teams but hey you know what I, i'll take it like i'll be into that game and then uh, I believe the college game is Ohio, U, and Louisiana. So, like, like a masochist I am, I'll definitely be into that one as well. So, uh, <laughs> no, we'll we'll have some action. Uh, that's for sure. So, yeah, it should be should be an interesting, interesting weekend. And um, it, it like the early weeks in the NFL, like every game is interesting. Like by the time like it's like week fourteen or fifteen, and like some teams have clearly checked out. Like some of these games aren't interesting, but like every game on the schedule is interesting in week two. Yeah, because like you said, like who knows how good anybody is yet at, at this early stage of the season. So I, I look forward to see finding out w- alongside with you and with you, Ron. So, Ron, let's go back to you and let's see your thoughts on the featured games from the NFL this week. Yeah, I mean, John's 100% right. I mean, every game has a chance to be watchable, um, you know, early on in the season. And uh, no exception this week. Uh, yeah, the one o'clock games, uh, I think the ones that stand out are Raiders and Steelers. Uh, and even the, uh, the 49ers and Eagles, I think, is an interesting game. Both coming off of uh, wins last week. The Eagles looked uh, really good 
in, in Sirianni's debut. I don't know if that was, uh, you know, because of them or, or just how awful the Falcons played. But uh, but that has a that game has a chance to have some real juice. And then in the uh, the four o'clock window, um, Cowboys Chargers yeah has the potential to be a real shootout. Um, Minnesota Arizona another shootout. Uh, and, and the Titans and Seahawks, um, you know, there's, there's just a bunch of games that, uh, you could see, um, you know, get into the, the fourth quarter, you know, 35, 34 or something like that. And makes, uh, you know, makes the, the DFS that much more interesting because there's a lot of, uh, high power matchups this week. And, uh, and yeah, the Chiefs and the Ravens is, uh, is a great Sunday night matchup, um, you know, especially this early in the season. Uh, and then, of course, we get it bookended by Washington and the Giants, <laughs> uh, which, yeah, like like John said, we'll still watch yeah. and uh, and enjoy. It. And then uh, I'm really interested to see on Monday uh, if the Packers come out and steamroll the Lions. Uh, I kind of think they will. Uh, I kind of think, yeah, I kind of side with side with Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, on his post-game comments, uh, you know, it's one game and, you know, they they, they didn't play well. And uh, I would not be shocked if they came out on Monday night and just tore apart Detroit and uh, and shut up the uh, the critics. But who knows? Maybe I'm wrong and there's more there that uh, that's, that's leading to the performance that we saw last week. But, I mean, that's another reason to watch. I mean, normally that... Detroit and Green Bay not might not be the the most attractive Monday night game, but uh, there's so many layers there that uh, that that one's even uh, a game that you don't want to miss. No, sir, uh, John. How would you how would you handicap that one, the Monday night game? Well, I mean, Packers can't play any worse, so I mean, <laughs> it's only up from there. I mean, if they play like that again, there's going to be some real problems. But you know, I just think they kind of. I don't know. I, I think not playing the starters in the preseason, I mean, yeah. the coach can say all that he wants, but I think not playing like a single starter definitely had an impact. I mean, that was Rogers' first live game action since the NFC Championship game. I mean, even get him in, I know, I know the injury risks and whatnot, but get him in there for like a series or two series. I mean, who cares? Just let, get him in there. I definitely think that that had an effect. And I just think they were, you know, they were reading into their press clippings maybe or just like everyone's saying how they're going to dominate the nfc and be so good like we got to go out there and and uh and play the game and they've traditionally never done well in, in like the florida heat too they've never really won down in tampa they've always struggled down there so i, I mean that that could have been a factor too but I, I tend to agree that you know it was just one bad game i mean rogers had some horrible throws he, he just played a bad game so um you know, the, the Detroit defense definitely leaves a lot to be desired. So they should be able to, to get back on track against them and hopefully get some momentum going. And, you know, it, it's a really long season. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll take it one week at a time. And uh, hopefully they, they definitely show a little more effort. In, uh, and and being in front of the, the fans, certainly at, at home, we're certainly home too. So uh, I, I expect a much better performance on Monday. I don't know about covering the game. I mean, it's ten and a half right now. That's that hook is pretty, pretty big. So we'll see. But um, I, I think they'll, they'll they'll play better. I, I wouldn't be afraid of like taking them in like a survivor pool or, or anything like that. So um, definitely eager to see them play again and actually play a good game. That's for sure. Yeah, I love that. Thanks for the for, thanks for that quick hitter on on the Packers, uh, John. Well, I think that's going to do it for our 
or spot tonight. So uh, let's give it to everybody else and let's get final thoughts. I mean, this definitely was a lot of fun to recap, and and these picks are very interesting. So I'm looking forward to the week ahead as well. So uh, let's go back to John and look at your final thoughts on 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 uh, on this week and on the week of football as as it was. Yeah, uh, we pretty much covered a, a lot of stuff for for tonight. Um, should be a great weekend, and um, I, I think I mentioned before I'll, I'm going to be at the UNLV Iowa State game on Saturday night. So get to see the stadium. The new stadium there so that should be fun and um certainly better than any yukon game i could go to this year so that was kind of another reason to pony up a little money and uh it's probably actually better that i'm going to that game because those that, those raider games seem pretty wild i think it's gonna be a lot more tamer at a, <laughs> at a unlv game that's for sure so uh look definitely looking forward to that and um can give you guys a report on, on the show next week so um if you're if you're up late on uh saturday night uh, to tune into the game and um well, I mean, David, it'll be set still seven thirty for you, but for the East Coast right, people, right. Uh, tune into the to that that game, and um, you know, we'll have some fun. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I mean, I'll, I'll be able to at least catch the end of it, if nothing else. Ron, speaking of late starts, you had a bet on the Hawaii game, and I think that one starts at like <laughs> what? Like, I can't even remember. I saw that. It's like at twelve thirty a.m. Yeah. for the East Coast time. Like, you gotta love the Fox Sports One program. <laughs> <laughs> Like, see, this is the one week I'm glad I'll be on the West Coast. So that's not too too bad for for that kind of start. So that's that's rough. If I was here, like I could never I could never watch that game. That's 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 kind of rough. Yeah. yeah, it won't it won't even show up in the paper the next day, Ron. I don't think you're gonna get the end. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm I'm getting I'm getting up there, boys. I made it through about one quarter of uh, BYU Utah last Saturday night. Asleep, so I ain't making it to Hawaii, San Jose State. That's for sure. Well, let me get, let me give final thoughts. Let's give it to you for final thoughts too. Yeah, man, I I can't wait to uh, to to get this week rolling, and uh, you know, should be uh, some really interesting action in uh, college and the NFL, and it's uh, it's just good to you know, see the NFL back. Um, and you know, even like the, the big time college football games, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's been a fun start and, uh, and I look forward to, uh, to this week and, you know, sitting down on Saturday and Sunday and just relaxing and, and getting to watch some football. I'm jealous that I'm not in Vegas, but, uh, like I said, I don't know if, if I could take it anymore. That's for sure. Well, I mean, everybody has, you know, I, I I miss Vegas a little bit myself, so I, I John we're we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna live it vicariously through you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way too. We won't be losing any money. Yeah, there we go. I love it. <laughs> John, Ron, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And John, safe travels on your trip. We hope it's a great trip for you as well. And may it be proper. Yeah, fun, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate that. I should, um, I'll have some, some stories for you next week, that's for sure. Cool. Yeah, we'll be here for them. All right, guys. Well, thanks, and, and take care, everybody. That was a lot of fun. Thank you, John. Thank you, Ron. Hey, oh, boys. Hey, oh, yeah. oh, there you are, Ron. Take care, buddy. All right. And so uh, thank you, everybody, um, for joining in. Good times. And um, Andy sends his best from Seattle uh, at the at the game, and hopefully we'll hear from him next week. By the way, we'll give you guys a note. Uh, Tom in New Jersey will be our guest picker next week. Uh, this week, uh, I'm going to work on that. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some guest picks by the end, by the weekend, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens from there on out. But uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody, and for watching here on YouTube.
I'm Dave Medina. You can catch us on the web at ditcow.com, um, on Twitter at ditcow. And we also, and you also can follow our podcast by going to Dave in the City Out West. So it's been a blast. Thank you, everybody, for, for tuning in. Good luck to your picks, too. We hope you take our advice, but even if you, and between our advice and the picks that you make yourself, we really hope they're all winners. So take care, everybody. Enjoy the football weekend, and we'll see you next time.